The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I'm going to pick up on a story Eamon has mentioned in the news headlines all afternoon uh, on foot of the Cabinet meeting today, and it is the fact that the government has agreed to reduce welfare benefit rates and put limits on state accommodation for new arrivals from Ukraine. So state accommodation will only be provided for 90 days, and the current rate of welfare will be reduced from 220 a week to €38.80 for the three months that Ukrainian people are in state accommodation. This brings them in line with other international protection applicants. I'm joined now by Deirdre Garvey, Secretary General for the Irish Red Cross, and Fianna Fáil TD for Claire Cahill Crow. Uh, you're both very welcome. Deirdre, have you misgivings or concerns about what the government have announced today? Well, I think it's really important to say that the government has done really well to find short-term solutions to the crisis, and not just the government, but there's 18,000 Ukrainians living inside people's homes all over Ireland as a result of the host pledge accommodation programme. So it, that, have to say, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's not clear what the long-term plan is, but, and how we can solve the deep-rooted accommodation issues that we have in Ireland generally, but also continue to support displaced people here, which is what Ukrainians are. So your question was, do I have misgivings? I actually, excuse me, I have more questions in terms of the practical nature of this, in terms of what happens after 90 days, because the residential rental sector is under extreme pressure and there's few opportunities available, even to those who have the economic means. You know, many of the people here from Ukraine are women and children. The whole issue of childcare and affordability comes in. I think it's really important to say that any Ukrainian who's here who can and does have the ability to work is already working. We have upwards of 17,000 people who are contributing to our tax system, who are working in our care homes. And what we really welcome today is the, the increased emphasis on enabling Ukrainians to find work because what we're finding is, is that very skilled professional people can't get the, you know, the accreditation of their qualifications here. And they might be working in the hospitality industry, whereas they could be a doctor, for example, contributing to the mm. uh, or a nurse contributing to the skills shortage that we have all over Ireland and making that contribution. So it's kind of questions about the practicality of it. And is it the right solution to this to this issue around the fact that we have so many people from Ukraine and uh, international mm. protection here and we don't have a whole of government approach? Carl Crow, I mentioned, is with us as well, uh, Deirdre, the Fianna Fáil TD uh, for Clare. Carl, have you any answers to some of those questions that Deirdre has? I suppose, first of all, I think we can be very proud, Kieran, of the role we've played. Um, there's 100,000 Ukrainians have been welcomed to our country since February of 2022. Um, in my own county, Clare, around 4% of our entire population is either Ukrainian or international protection at this time. So we've played a major, major role, and so far we can be proud of the role we played. I just think um, a few things have happened in recent weeks that make this ongoing situation rather difficult. First being the European Council in September that the temporary protection of Ukraine the right Tell you what we're going to do. We'll get Cahill back on a, on a better line and I'll go back to Deirdre. Um, uh, Deirdre, I'll, I'll put that question to him about what, what, what the expectation is for Ukrainian refugees in terms of accommodation after 90 days. I mean, what would you like to, what would you like that answer to be from Carl Crow if that's not kind of putting him in an awkward position uh, uh, now what would you like to hear from government 
Well, what I'd like to hear is just in terms of, I guess, the more medium term plan, because this, you know, is clearly signalled to be, um, it's not necessarily a, a measure to manage the accommodation for either Irish people or for refugees. But it's it's really clear to send a message of deterrence to others thinking of travelling here, right? So the government has said that. So I guess, is this more of a sledgehammer? Because we know from research that the actual state of social welfare rates and the reception conditions aren't what bring people from one country to another when they're fleeing war and seeking safety. It's family connections, it's friends, it's connections, and people are coming here, yes, from other European countries, but they're also leaving here going to other European countries. So first of all, I I would say, you know, we don't necessarily know that this is going to solve the problem of the fact that we've run out of beds in various hotel rooms, etc. I'd like to see us speed up for example, extremely high vacancy rates in office buildings to explore the the, the transformation of the vacancies uh, mm. to see if we can provide large scale reception centres there, right? So to repurpose vacant office buildings and vacant state and religious buildings, we know that there are fire safety regulations issues. We don't want to be putting people in unsafe conditions, but where there's a will, there's a way. Okay. And in terms of if we need a bit of imagination to sp- fast track those repurposings, we know it can be done. Okay, Cahill Crow is back with us on a better line. So, so Cahill, you were making the point, listen, credit where, where credit is due and yourself and Deirdre will be ad idem on that point. But have you any answers to her questions around the practicalities when it comes to accommodation after 90 days? Yeah, with, with regard to the practicalities, since September, the EU has agreed that this temporary protection now runs all the way out until March 2025. So if we and we have to play a role in that, and that's Ireland will always do that, and we will reunify families where possible. Um, but if we remain static, if we don't change the way we're doing things, we're going to end up in a far worse situation we're in at the moment. We've had a situation the past fortnight where uh, male international protection applicants are no longer able to find accommodation. They're getting a lowly enough allowance. A lot of them are camped out in tents. That is unsustainable. And I think the message needs to go out that we are willing to play a role. We're willing to welcome insofar as possible. We're willing to adhere to all our international requirements, mm. what we've signed up to, but that there are limitations. And the, pay, the ongoing payment of high rates of social welfare is one, and accommodation is the other. Um, and Ireland is very committed to what we have to do as an EU member. We've signed up here to this temporary yeah. protection sector, as others. But there is a limit to all of this. And there's also a, a, a two-tier system here because um, in my own village, we have Ireland's longest full-time use direct provision centre in Mealick. And only yesterday, I had four uh, people who were in direct provision come to my local clinic. One of them is waiting 11 years to have her um, asylum application granted. Um, they're in a very poorly rate. And I think we've had a two-tier system here for far too long. And I think now we're looking yeah. at uh, more alignment in that system, but also more alignment with other EU countries because yeah. we have been the outlier. And, and, and there are those who sit around the cabinet table in agreement with you while we've had this announcement. But but again, to go back to the question, I mean, is it the government's position that after 90 days that we turn to those Ukrainian refugees and say, right, that is it, you're now kind of uh, at the mercy, mercy of the, the, the vagaries of the housing market? It's going to be a huge challenge and there will be social welfare net and rent supplement nets and all of those supports. But it's a huge challenge for them. I guess that's the point, isn't it? Like the challenge was for government and now the government are saying, you know what, we're not up to this challenge. We want you to deal with it individually, Ukrainian refugees after 90 days. 
the point I was making, I think my phone line dropped out a while ago, was that if we remain static, if we don't adapt to anything that's happening at the moment, we're going to end up in a far, far, far worse situation. So I think it makes sense as we come into the final days of this year that we change the rate of social welfare, that we change the accommodation offering to a 90-day basis. It is very difficult afterwards, but there are social welfare nets that people mm-hmm. can avail of. That is generally what happens if somebody finds themselves without accommodation. But this ongoing continuance of um, people staying in, in accommodation centres, getting a high rate of social welfare, it simply, unfortunately, isn't sustainable from an economic point of view and from an accommodation point of view. And we are the outliers in Europe, mm. so it makes sense that we, we align ourselves better. And just to pick up the point just mentioned a moment ago, when someone flees a war situation, of course, the first thing is to get over the international border, get to a point of safety. But then we have to ask, are there, has the current regime of support and payments been an enticement to people, not just to get over that international border, but to cross the entire continent of Europe because the supports in Ireland are far more lucrative than other European countries? That has been the yeah. factual case. It has. Now, now De- Deirdre made the point, there's also people who leave. There's Ukrainians who've come here and have gone to other European countries. So should they be returned to Ireland? No, but I, I do think... No, we we're happy to get rid of them, but we just don't want any more coming here if they stop no, on the way. But I, I, I think a reasonable question to ask is, um, and, and this, this is very much allowed and facilitated under international protection, a lot of Ukrainians will go home to visit their families. Um, but we have to ask if some of them are going home for three and four, four week periods, that is a fact. Um, is, are, they, are they going back to an environment that's safe? And do they need to be... Um, do they need to be all this international protection? Some cohorts, at least in the in the western flanks of the country, if they're able to go back home for four or five weeks, there are discussion points I think that need to be factored in as well when people do present themselves at the city west um, receiving hope as well. Carl Crow, Fianna Fáil TD for Clare. Deirdre Garvey, Secretary General for the Irish Red Cross. Thank you both very much for joining me here on the show. One of our listeners says we want immigrants to do the low paid work that we won't do. And then we expect them to house themselves in a housing market that only the well-paid can afford. Shanty towns will surely be the next development in this country. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.